What's going on, y'all? Comedian Vaughn Michael here with What's the Lesson Podcast, a podcast where I interview different people about experiences and stories they went through, and we try to figure out the lesson that they learned. Today's guest name is Bernadette Henry. She'll be explaining to us how she has created a safe space for women to exercise and work out. So sit back, y'all, relax, and enjoy the episode. Today's guest name is Bernadette Henry. Um, Bernadette uh, has created Make It Fun New York City is a lifestyle brand focused on getting fit physically and mentally. Created by Bernadette Robinson, Make It Fun New York City provides courses, fitness, accessories, and motivation for those looking to live their best life, body, mind, and spirit. At 10 years old, Bernadette could be found jumping rope during recess with friends. 27 years later, she is a mother of three and using jump rope as a tool to inspire her community and to make the world a healthier place. She is a coach for individuals searching for a way to keep fitness foremost and have fun while changing their lifestyle. Bernadette has judged the Golden Gloves competition and trained for the Golden Gloves boxing match. She also studied under former professional boxers like Michael Aljad Jr. and the beloved Stephen Johnson. This unmatched trainer prepared her for the World Jump Rope and Power Competition, a milestone that spread Bernadette's mission to health enthusiasts around the world. In 2014, she took silver in both the Jump Rope Burpee and Double Under competitions and bronze in the Speed Competition at the Arnold's Classic in Columbus, Ohio. Make It Fun New York City has been featured in national magazines and digital media platforms. Her exceptional exercise career gained her recognition on the Dr. Oz Show, Bronze Next News, Good Morning America, and a feature performance at Tribeca ESPN Sports Film Festival. Bernadette hosts jump rope workshops for children and adults, one on high-energy training and organized sports training. Outside of Make It Fun New York City, Bernadette works as a case manager in social work. Over the last 20 years, she has worked with individuals with HIV, AIDS, and those with mental disabilities, ensuring that they are able to live their lives a bit brighter. With a contagious enthusiasm for life, you can't help but strive for greatness when around her. Bernadette has amazing ability to maintain intense physical activities and still make it fun. Bernadette makes jump rope and exercise as a whole exciting for everyone looking to live a healthy, active lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Bernadette Henry to the podcast. Um, all right. So first, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I want to talk to you about, you know, you using jump rope to, you know, give it a safe environment for women to exercise. Um, now, when did you exactly start to begin um, jump rope? Um, as a little girl, I started jump rope as a little girl at around... I don't remember the age, but my earliest uh, memory of jumping was like when I was in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Okay. And, you know, was this like something that you just picked up on yourself or you had somebody introduce it to you? Well, I was born or I was raised in, uh, I was born in the Bronx, um, partially raised there. And then I started going to school in Harlem. And in Harlem, the girls, what we did is we did a lot of double dutch and straight rope games. And I don't know how and when the single rope was introduced to me, but I picked up the single rope one time and um, I, I remember signing out a book from the library and trying to learn how to do all of the tricks in there. And 
that's that's how I, I basically got started. And then in the in the sixth grade, I remember I used to go outside and I used to start, you know, trying to do the like double unders and things like that. And I used to fall all the time. My mother used to look out the window and say, oh, stop, stop. And I'm like, but I gotta get this, you know. Um and then in the seventh grade, I believe there was like this random jump rope competition where we had to see how many, who could do the most jumps in a minute. And I ended up doing like 240 and one of the little trophy for it. So those are like my memories as a little kid. Okay. And now, you know, once you you, you got into it, did you, you know, at that point see a vision of how far it would go? Um, Not at all. I never in my wildest dreams, like, guessed that, like, every, that it would turn into what it has today. Okay. Um, so how old were you, you know, when you, you, you did, you know, start the vision and, you know, what you're doing today? Well, um, as an adult, I, um, was introduced, I was reintroduced back to jump rope when I was like 19 years old. So me and my friend, we used to always hang out, um, downtown and, um, Manhattan where they had a gym called Equinox. And mm-hmm. one day I just said, you know what, let's go inside and see what's up. And when I went inside the gym, the on the schedule, it had this class called Arrow Box, Arrow Jump. And I'm like, is this a jump up class? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. And at that time, that was a very expensive gym. But I signed up. I said, you know what, I'm going to sign up for this gym. And it just so happened that the teacher of this class was um, Michael Lajade Jr. He's a formal middleweight boxer. And mm-hmm. then um, there was a boxer there by the name of Stephen Johnson. Um, unfortunately, he passed away after a boxing match. But I took well, I took uh, Michael Lajade's class and basically it taught me about the conditioning and it basically sharpened up my raw talent that I had. And then Stephen Johnson, he used to teach boxing classes, which I never took, but he saw my desire and he was the one that taught me like different tricks and things like that, which I actually have a trick and uh, named in his honor. Um, so they really developed my raw passion for a jump rope. And what I didn't realize at the time is that when I came back from school, I had gained so much weight. And at that time, I used to just go to work, go to the gym, go to work, go to the gym. At that time, I wasn't into like dieting. I wasn't into weightlifting. I wasn't into calisthenics. It was just like uh, aerobics classes, jump rope, and uh, the treadmill. And like mm-hmm. a year later, I had dropped so much weight. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, like I, like I was a little young 19, 20 year old kid that they really didn't know, you know, much about anything in that fitness life. So as time went on, jump rope was always a part of my jump rope regimen. I used to just jump after I did, you know, one exercise or another. And um, after a while, I started becoming a little recognized, you know, locally. And I used to like do little volunteers at like parks and events and things like that. And I eventually joined up with this calisthenic group just, but I was just doing the jump rope portion. So I would do a few pull-ups and push-ups here and there, but the main thing was like the jump rope. And in 2012, there was an event. And in this event, like they had some music playing. So I started doing like one of my um, tricks to the music and Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my God, this is so dope. This is so dope. And I was like really searching for like this song. I never found the song, but that was when the style that I, that I jump with now, that's when that style was born. So I created that style of like dancing to music. And it's really a combination of dancing and my personality. Like I'm a happy go lucky person. I love laughing. I love smiling. So I kind of took that and fused it with music and 
I used to back like in 2013. That's when I started posting things on YouTube and not really Facebook at the time. Um, but in 2014, I was contacted by the Dr. Oz show because they had seen me on a, a dancing salsa on a treadmill. Right. So I did that. And also I was referred by one of another jump rope buddy to do the Tribeca Film Fest <laughs> to perform, excuse me, as a um as an artist as well as to teach the people that were there. So in 2014, that's when I realized, oh, wait a minute, this thing has some value. And that's kind of when I started, you know, teaching my classes and, you know, just doing a lot of other things within the jump rope world. Gotcha. All right. So I have a couple questions. So first, you know, you say your teachers, they were boxers. Is that correct? Yes. The, the Michael Elagide and Stephen Johnson. Yes. They were um, actually middleweight professor, um, professional boxers. Um, Michael Elagide Jr. He actually had to retire because of an eye injury. So okay. he pulled like the greats, like Iran Barkley and now, uh, with that, you know, with the, so boxers, they have a history of, I guess, the jump rope. That's, that's something that they are into heavily as boxers or just them specifically? Well, for the class, it was like, like arrow box, arrow jump. I would compare it to like a Thai bowish type experience. So 30 minutes of it was jumping and the other 30 minutes was like um, punching and doing other maneuvers. Okay. But by the way, today, because he's a, a former boxer or he's a professional boxer, he really mm -hmm. takes like boxing. He he really takes his classes seriously. So it wasn't like how you have like a lot of like fitness people that are just teaching boxing just to teach it. Mm -hmm. Like he's really a stickler when it comes to your form, your style, and really getting the most effective workout by doing the exercise correctly. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, um, you know, you said you, 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 you were on the Dr. Eyes. Now, would you have ever imagined on being on that show before? Never, ever in my life. I did. But but let me tell you something. Um, in 2013, I believe, when I was going to 24 Hour Fitness, and I'm really grateful for that, gym because they really allowed me to be who I am. Like, I'm that person in the gym that's like, woo! and doing all kind of nonsense on the treadmill or in the gym period. And, you know, I at 24 Hour Fitness, they actually allowed me to maintain that um, level because, like, when I went to other gyms, like, as soon as I, like, start singing, like, Miss, can you please, like, keep it to yourself? You know, <laughs> like that, you know? So 24 Hour right. Fitness, I think that it allowed me the platform or the place to be myself and, like, they really didn't bother me. Um, and... Um, what happened was I used to tell my trainers or whoever would listen, I would say, um, one day I'm going to be on TV for jump roping. That's what I'm going to be on TV for jump roping. And, okay. um, you know, they used to look at me like, like I was crazy, but then eventually in 2014, what happened is they had a thing, a treadmill craze and mm -hmm. they contacted me on Facebook messenger and they said, um, we seen you on a treadmill dancing can we play your video for an upcoming segment? And then they said, wait a minute, you're in New York City. Can, do you want to just come to the show? And I said, sure, of course I'd love to come to the show. Mm -hmm. So um, I went on the show and I danced South on the treadmill. Okay, all right. And I told people hey, that, you know, Go ahead. I was going to ask you, so, you know, at this time, you know, all this is going on, you know, you're second off, are you working a, you know, a nine to five at this point? Oh, yes, I am. I'm still working nine to five. Okay. And what were you doing at that point? Um, I was still doing case management, which is the same thing I'm doing now. Okay. And, you know, 
um, you, you, you know, case management, you know, I know you said now, you know, you, you provide a safe environment, you know, for women over 40 to, to work out. Um, do you feel like, you know, because of your case management that has helped you, you know, develop this space? I believe being, yes, being sympathetic towards others and also in addition to being a case manager, I'm a mom, you know, I'm a wife and I totally understand the struggle of what it is for, you know, busy women to want to work out but can't because of the time restrictions, because of the responsibilities. And then coming from like the coaching aspect, understanding um, how a lot of women, they spend so much of their time putting everyone else first that they feel horrible or guilty when it's time for them to do something for themselves. And just the barriers that you kind of have to jump through to try to fit in a 10-minute workout or a 15-minute workout for the average person that doesn't have that many responsibilities as a mom with multiple kids, job, business, school, it sounds like 10 minutes sounds like nothing or 15 minutes sounds like nothing. But for, for a woman in that space it's everything you know it's it's like okay we're so it's like second nature to like just always drop everything that we have to do and cater to somebody else like we're the ones that maybe have to go to the store to pick up the groceries we're the ones that have to come put them away we're the ones that have to cook okay what happens if this kid gets sick and then you have to deal with this kid that has this going on so it's just so many dynamics that we uh play and then we feel so guilty and bad when we have to take that little time for ourselves so it's trying to you know help women recognize that you are worthy. You're, you're worth it having that time for yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to maintain this level of responsibility? And then also with all, all of this going on, if you don't take care of yourself, guess what? The high blood pressure is going to get worse. The diabetes is going to get worse. So many mm -hmm. things you're susceptible to because you're just not taking that time for yourself at all. Right. Okay. And, you know, how long, you know, have you like you know talked to you know women about this um you know letting them know um that you know this is a great opportunity great space for them to do that so that they don't feel guilty because 10 minutes isn't um th that seems really quick that's 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 really fast it doesn't seem like it you're taking up space or, or time or anything and um that's that's that a lot to get done so like how, how long have you focused i guess on that per se I think that um, over the last couple of months, I'm now shifting my message towards that because before I was kind of speaking, you know, generally, um, but mm -hmm. now I'm making it a more of a conscious effort to speak and now listening to women that are in my audience, them telling me their struggles and their frustrations and their pain points. And it's just good to hear it from them and also using my own experience because this is like, I am my target audience. I am that woman over 40 with three kids, two being on the autism spectrum, wife, full-time job, you know, business. It's, it's a lot. So I'm now talking, I'm now, you know, it's going to be to in that message. Gotcha. And, and you kind of hit on it, and I just want to make sure, was there anything specifically that, like, inspired you, or was it just the listening to your audience um, that, that, that wanted you to go in that direction? Um, I think 
I because I a lot of my audience, you know, they are women, you know, that some of them are, you know, a bit uh, plus size. Some of them, you know, most of them are moms. And I think now, especially taking it to my account, because as I'm growing older, I'm realizing, hey, look, I'm not the same person that I was at 20 years old. You know, I had to make modifications. I had to deal with stress and the high blood pressure and getting off the, you know, um, come like beating um, pre-diabetes. So it's so many different things now as a woman growing older that now I had to deal with and I had to say, look, okay, this is what I went through. This is how I overcame. And now look, I'm not the only person in this, in this spot. Like other women are going through the same thing. So I think it's more of now like not trying to be general to everybody and to really um, concentrate on the women that are in the same situation. Because you know what what I noticed is that a lot of moms, there's a lot of fat shaming online. There's a lot of mom shaming online. And I think women just need somewhere that they can go that they can feel comfortable to talk about what they're going through. Because what they're doing is I see a lot of women comparing themselves to Mm -hmm. people who they they don't have the same lives as. So they're comparing themselves to like maybe a mom celebrity that has like the chef at home, the person that comes to take care of the kids, the person like that's doing this. And now you're comparing yourself to someone whose life is totally different from yours. Mm-hmm. Like at home, you have to do everything. You have to do your own shopping. You have to do your own cleaning. You have to do your own taking care of your kids. It's like you, you're comparing yourself to, to people that are not like you. Gotcha. Uh, and you know, say that there's a, a woman that's listening to right now um, to you talk, and she, what would you say to her that you know that that feels guilty about taking the time to working out, or you know, feel like she's giving up, um, just giving up too much? What would you say to her to you know to to start you know jump roping for ten minutes a day? Um, you know, well, I always encourage people 10 minutes of jump rope is equivalent to a 30 minute jog on a treadmill at 6.5 miles an hour. And with jump rope, it's so cool because you can do it anywhere. So if you, if the weather permitting, you can go outside your house, you can sit there and jump. You can, if it's raining, maybe if you are allowed in your hallway, you can go in your hallway and jump. If you can't jump, you can do modified jumping jacks, but whatever you do, find something that you can stick with for a few minutes a day. Turn on some music that you love and just go for it. Like, like I always direct people to do like 10 sets of 100 jumps, which goes by pretty quick, especially if you do have some good music and the time will go by so fast that you'll forget that you're working out, you know? Right. Okay. And um, my last question for you, I, I like to ask everybody this, um, you know, throughout your experience. Um, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you learned? The biggest lesson that I learned is always be true to yourself. Be true, be honest, be authentic, be real. Don't try to sugarcoat anything and don't try to be like anyone else or be what other people expect you to be. Because as soon as you do that, you start to lose your authenticity. Hmm. You just won't be as successful as you would like to be if trying to do that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, where can people find you at social media? What are your social media handles and what platforms can they find you on? 
Um, I'm basically on every platform, but if you want to check um, um, Facebook at Make It Fun NYC, Instagram at Make It Fun NYC, TikTok and the and the jump rope group on Facebook called Jump Rope is Dope. That may be easier for people to memorize. YouTube, if you just hashtag Make It Fun NYC or Jump Rope is Dope, I'll be found. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.